I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventures should be fun. Adventures should be rugged. Adventures should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Universe. My name is Sherry Zimmerman, also known as Sage. That's my spirit name. I am just um, wanting to thank, before we even begin with our our wonderful guest today, I want to thank Tiffany, uh, White Sage Woman, for uh, giving me this platform um, of Goldilocks Productions. Um, I do want to say those of you who will get to know me Um, And those who are listening in Florida with my uh, regular radio show, I've spent most of my life in and out of mental hospitals for a 30 year period. And I will have to say, once you've been labeled as a mentally ill person, you pretty much lose your rights or a lot of rights. Um, You you kind of um, also have a tendency to not have a voice um, because of being labeled. So for me, having this platform is really, really important. And I really thank both uh, Tiffany uh, for allowing me to step into this platform and also to my original managers, RJ and Joe, for allowing me to also have a platform there so that my voice can be heard. So I appreciate um, both of these people, 
or all of these people, I should say, uh, for this platform. So we're going to begin. I have a wonderful guest today, and her name is Renee Bledsoe. I think I'm saying that correctly. Am I, Renee? Is that uh, Bledsoe? That's right. Okay. I wanted to make sure I get your name pronounced right. Okay. Um, Renee right. is, yeah. Renee is the founder of Church of Spiritual Light, an all-faith spiritual community, and New Earth Church in Fort Myers, Florida. So not far from where I was living when I was in Florida. She is an intuitive soul coach and a mystery teacher, bringing education and programs which support and advocate for in integrative energy medicine and a more holistic approach to health and well-being. And I love all of that. And it's saying a lot. So um, as we go on in this program today, I do want to get into some more specifics with you, Renee. Um, I'm very interested in some of the work that I uh, uh, was reading about. So um, any of the listeners here can be able to see the extensive uh, work that you're doing while you're on planet Earth and what you're bringing to us and bringing back to our memory as well. So I want to welcome you for being here with me today. And if you, you want to kind of give us a little bit more about who you are and, and what it is that you really feel is very important at this point in stage of our evolution. Can you hear me, Renee? Okay. Somehow we've kind of lost Renee on the sound. Um, let me explain a little bit more of what she does. And then maybe when Renee hears me, she can kind of pop in. We see you, but we don't hear you. Can you hear us now, Renee? No. Okay. So we're not, we're not hearing Renee. Okay. So there's something with our audio. I'm not sure what ha happened, but we lost a little bit of our audio with Renee. So um, I'm going to just talk a little bit more until she can. I... Okay, now I can hear you. Are, are you there? Yes, it's continuously looping. I'm sorry. And I am just listening and then it looped again. And I didn't hear if you asked me a question. So okay. maybe we can. Yeah, let's. We'll just... I heard you say, okay, like, and it matched your lips. So I think we're getting. Okay. Started. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I was just introducing you and I was just kind of saying um, I heard all that. Good, good. I, so I'll let you take the floor and kind of give us some more background of you and the work that you're doing on Earth, on planet Earth. And um, OK, what you know, you're trying to bring to us back to our memory about this point and stage of evolution. Go ahead. OK, so, well, I have been gifted, tasked. Uh, blessed and <laughs> not cursed. It's all good with the uh, the great um, journey of bringing forth and revitalizing and identifying what I have come to know as the universal medicine wheel. And um, every indigenous culture has one of these things. Uh, it's a kind of cosmology by which they live and move and have their being. Um, and it connects them to the stars. It connects them to the earth. It connects them to each other. And it connects them to their inner being. So it's, it's a very powerful, not just a symbol, but 
we can speak of it symbolically, you know, because it does make it kind of simpler. Um, mm -hmm. But in layman's terms, you know, what the medicine wheel entails is the recognition. It first of all, it is a great um, kind of consciousness building, consciousness raising um, structure that helps us bust right through duality because it has four points on the compass. And those points correspond north, south, east, west, the cardinal directions, to aspects of self, aspects of the cosmos. But if we just apply it to ourselves, which is kind of the most interesting, you know, as you begin your journey with understanding medicine wheel consciousness, you in the east, you have mind, the mental aspect, thoughts, intellect. In the south, you have uh, beliefs. Um, it is your relations. We do understand we're here in a relational database, if you will. And that is that it is through the powers of love, compassion, and forgiveness that we awaken the golden child within. And that is when we start to get our memories of who we really are, the face we had before we were born. And then it stops being belief systems that run our lives and it starts to become memory. So over in the, the West, is emotional, the emotional aspect, um, intuition and feeling. Uh, that place is sort of the place of the soul. If you'll notice, East and West are sort of a line, form a line on the same spectrum. And so it gives us a lot of information about how our mind works with thoughts and feelings and how they sort of, you know, balance us, you know, like as if our arms were the timeline. Because that line, that east-west line is space, or excuse me, time. And then so we move into the north, and it is our physicality. It's our body. It's our actions, even attitude, you know, the way you move your body. And there's manifestation, you know. And, and so it's very alchemical when you overlay that onto a um, time in your life and call it a journey. And it, it really is reminiscent of Native American vision questing, only you're doing it with your whole life. You know, it's interesting because you only, in Native American, uh, you only take a vision quest. Right. And uh, Renee has, um, um, is working with a different um, mechanism for the show. So sometimes she uh, falls out uh, from view. Um but it's interesting that you're talking about the medicine wheel um, since I, I've always loved uh, Native American Indians since I was a little girl. I was very drawn to the Native American way of life when I was a child. So it's really interesting to get more in detail of what you're speaking about. So I'm going to let you go ahead well, since we, you're back. We live on that land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We live on Turtle Island and, and, the way that we work with the wheel here and through what I have called addiction alchemy is um, that the universal medicine wheel is the is like the one world container, whereas and it does not do anything towards the invalidation of any other cultures medicine wheel. And I'm, I'm very general and broad in the way that I define the medicine wheel. It is the hero's journey. I often say if people go, what is that medicine wheel? I say, have you ever watched The Wizard of Oz? And they 99% yeah. of the time say yes, although I have met some that have not. And, <laughs> and I say, it's the hero's journey. It is the East is the scarecrow. If I only had a brain, 
the South, the Tin Man, if I only had a heart, the West, courage, the lion, and the North is Dorothy herself dreaming herself awake. Well, she wants to go see the wizard, but all the wizard does is give her a ritual to click her heels. And she already, you know, slayed the ego, the wicked witch of the, of the um, East. Mm -hmm. And she poured water on the flying monkeys of the wicked witch of the West and gave it the thirsty drink of water that it wanted and come into her center and awakened into her own dream and realized that she was back where she began with new eyes. And that is what the medicine wheel journey work does for us in the very, you don't actually go like Dorothy did down the literal <laughs> yellow brick road, but you go around the yellow brick road of your own life. And it's right, your right, context. right. I love that. I love that. That's a great, so it's very gnostic. Yeah, yeah. I love that. No, that's very interesting. I love it's how fun. you connected it with that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's always been, we all know, the the, the depth of uh, the American Indian or Native American Indian or Indians in general, um, the depth of their, um, you know, what they have accomplished on the earth over centuries of, you know, honoring the land. And, um, you know, they do have such a deep connection of trying to help human beings be aware of that reflection of ourselves in, in, in respect to Mother Earth, right? And the skies, of course, um, the stars. And, you know, I'm really into astrology. So I really get the connection of, you know, the universal ties to the, the galaxies, the universe yes. and the, the Mother Earth, right? So, yeah, I think the Native American, I think why I'm really drawn to them Besides, you know, I think I had a past life that I have some memory of, of being in the Native American tribes, um, is that I always like the fact that in this lifetime, this time around for me, I've learned to understand the whole mental illness, uh, the mental, uh, what we call mental illness here in the United States, which is so far different. Some other countries, you know, don't see it the same way as we all know. But the Native yeah. American Indians, you know, they used to be very much into the the quest, the vision quest. And they really honored people that were kind of like out in left field. We called out in left field in our family. So it's kind of like, you know, if you really look at somebody from a whole different viewpoint in that way, they understood that, you know, when you go way out there and you're literally being part of the cosmos and seeing things and, and getting that vision quest, you know, that there's really it's very powerful. You know, they don't see it as mental illness, you know, so it's really fascinating to me. No, my spiritual guide, uh, grandfather, I call him Nicholas Black Elk, had a mm. guiding vision when he was nine years old. And it lasted for 12 days while he was in a coma. And um, that that vision has been immortalized in the book Black Elk Speaks. And um, the vision is well predicted the apocalypse that the Native American culture was going to experience on Turtle Island here. But it also um, it depicted the apocalypse as described in the Bible. And here, mm. this little Lakota boy didn't speak a lick of English, had never been exposed to white people, the Wasichu, and he was basically corroborating the revelations of, of the apocalypse 
Wow. Um, wow. Many people are afraid when you talk about things like that. They get very frightened by it. But yes. people that do journey work on the wheel, they're not frightened by it at all because they literally, when you work on the wheel, you're going, you know, it's the difference between a street fight and getting into the ring. Mm. When you get into the ring with something, you've got all the power and the help in the world. You're ready for the fight if you want to look at it like that. Mm-hmm. And you've just got one opponent. Well, in our world, it's always you. It's always you on you. Mm-hmm. So it's Correct. another you coming to tell you something. So anyway, <laughs> but it's not a street fight. So we think of it, you know, there is a concept called spiritual emergence or spiritual emergency. Take your pick. And that's what I say. I'm very fond of it because when you become aware on the wheel, when the context of the wheel brings the uh, new meaning to the occurrences of your life and the events of your life and experiences and the situations that you're in, you no longer see yourself um, without dignity. You no longer see yourself as broken. You see yourself as evolving into something and you see that you just didn't know what you were. So it's a kind of evolutionary stance of emergence of your soul, your magic coming out, the miraculous state, true state of your being that couldn't have come out any sooner because it's very potent and you couldn't have handled those powers. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, again, spiritual um, emergence versus spiritual emergency. Oh, okay. Okay. And it really is just a viewpoint away. Yeah. It's funny because for years, um, yeah, I just started um, changing my language and I have, I've always done that throughout the decades, but my new language for when people talk about breakdowns, which is really just breakdown does not fit what's going on at all. So I I don't use, I stopped using the word breakdown a long time ago. Um, But recently I've come up with um, when I'm in these other worlds, I call them all my realities were not in sync, which means all my realities of what I I experienced when I'm out there are not always in sync with what we know is this reality of the physical world. Right. So, and then I've called them also breakthroughs because I believe that when you have these experiences, it's like a breakthrough that you're having, um, getting a deeper meaning of these other worlds. So, yeah, I'm right with you on that thinking. Um, I think it's really important that we change the language. You know, um, I'm really trying to get people to get out of the words breakdowns and and a few other English words that I'm, I'm waiting for them to go out of our whole world consciousness (laughs) so that's interesting or or to better understand correct to better understand what you are doing when you when you break down correct better understand that process alchemically right that's the point of changing i i I love to use words differently yes 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 so i tell people don't use the word breakdown because that's not really what's happening i use the word all my realities were not in sync you know according to this physical earth plane okay yes um, because really, um, when we're stepping out of this dimension of this physical reality, there's so many other ones out there. Um, and when you go into these other worlds, you know, it, it can uh, appear very strange to a lot of people. Um, and again, that's like another whole show. But what I want to get into, what I read about your, um, you did write a book called 101 Ways to Raise Your Vibration on the Medicine Wheel. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, and also your background of where you've come from. Uh, how did you stumble into all of this? And we'd like to hear more about you as well. Well, I, um, I was an atheist and I wasn't into anything 
spiritual uh, for 44 years. And then I had what I now later knew what might be termed as the great shamanic pull apart. Every aspect of my, my life was ripped away from me. My home, my family, of course, my marriage, uh, my business, everything was gone in one fell swoop. And it really, um, I went through an identity crisis, if you want to call it that, because it, I was in a crisis. But at the same time, I now, I didn't know at the time, but I now know, and, and I well know it because it's 15 years later, that my spiritual guide, Nicholas Black Elk, was coming into my field. And he was very high vibing. And I was not. Right. I was very earthy, very soulful. I was a good person. I was a mother. I was a volunteer. I did a lot of charity work. I was a very, you know, soulful person, a lifelong musician since five years old. Just very, you know, just your average good person, if you will. And this was like, bottled lightning. I went from zero to a thousand in a day. Wow. Literally. I, I understand that. I understand and my senses. That. Yes. And my senses were turned on and I could hear deceased people. I could, and they were speaking to me very intelligently and it was specific ones and it was corroborated to me. I had had no interest in doing that. None. Zero. I can mm -hmm. totally tell you I didn't earn my state, the state that I'm in now. Well, I did because I worked it on the wheel, but I did not earn that opening. It was time. It was like a time bomb. And while I was in the worst physical time of my life, losing everything, and I'm on round two because I'm an older woman at that time, you know, now I'm 60. So I've got some time in here, but I had done a do-over already. It was my second marriage. I had a child when I was 36. So I'm starting all over again. And that got pulled apart. So wow. I'm like, I, something is up here. And I'm the common denominator. So we're, let's just focus on me. Let's just forget that everybody, what everybody's done to me and whatever. Right. And just because that was helpful. And because the, the truth is, is that literally the people that I had become you know, so close to in my life, they were all giving me fair warning of what I was in a more professional capacity. And I always joke around with my students and with my, my fellow travelers, you know, it's amateur hour at first and you're experimenting with your family and friends and your, your loved ones and whatever, and you're, you're playing on them mm -hmm. and not often with their permission. And it's like, right it's time sometimes to become a professional, to do it like at least as a peer professional, what you're good at, what you seem to be um, strong at. And so I just was introduced to the medicine wheel and I met my great love. I met my purpose. And I instantly knew more about the medicine wheel than is even currently printed in any book. Oh, wow. It's, wow. it's I didn't know how I knew it. I didn't know that I was channeling Nicholas Black Elk for seven years. I knew that I was wow. channeling, but wow. I did not know who. Interesting. And when he came out to me, I literally spent seven years on my deathbed accommodating his field. He was mm. so high vibrational and I was not yet that. And it, the wheel made me fit for him. It did. I don't know. 
it's it's interesting because it's both it's it's everything and nothing it's it's both it's both a container and the flame it's it's the candle and the wick it's it's everything in one and it's it you know it's the divine feminine the divine masculine you know mm -hmm. cradled within her it's so i just kept traveling journeys and introducing um, people to the medicine wheel via these journeys and I am now on I believe about my 52nd journey okay so I have okay, done so, so I'm a little bit lost there so you can help me here because I don't have the knowledge yes. of this or the wisdom of, of this particular so when you say 52nd journey and all of this and I do want my listening audience to know that you know when you go through these spiritual awakenings uh, we all have them usually um, if if you're pretty awakened by, you know, a wake up call. Um, I feel that, um, you know, a lot of times when these things happen to us, it is so, you know, uh, earth shattering or, you know, you kind of really are confused, you know, and this is again, why I step into the whole idea of the mental illness thing. And it's, it's amazing to me because um, when you really see what's going on, it, it's so far from what our culture calls mental illness. So I'm not quite sure where you're going when you talk about the 52nd journey and that kind. So maybe you can help us understand a little bit more about that. Uh, part. I will. I, yes, I was about to do that. It's oh, really sorry. quite literal. <laughs> okay. We, we put a call out. Uh, a totem comes to me. Uh, the very first journey that I ever led on my own through addiction alchemy was the Phoenix clan. And I, no one knew what I was offering. No one, uh, it was brand new under that flag. And 22 people came and journeyed with the Phoenix. It's a um, typically about a 10 month journey. And we gather in each direction. In other words, as I earlier described, each of those aspects of self but we simply, you know, key it to the cardinal directions of the compass. So we go right. east. We stay there for about six weeks. We have a gathering, pull all the energy in, and then we go out into our life. So you're actually talking a physical, a physical, a physical journey. You, yes. you literally go there physically. You literally sit in the wheel and you go on the journey. You're traveling the dimensions. When I say Hawk clan, is in a hawk a spirit guide which comes from uh -huh. the sixth dimension and also in the fourth of uh, third dimension it's a it's a uh, physical creature mm -hmm. so then when i say it's going to be saturday october 10th 2020 at 3 p.m that's time now we've got this so we're making like an oreo sandwich okay see i'm, we I'm still thinking dimension. yeah i'm still thinking differently so i'm still thinking that a group of you are yeah, literally yeah, going still, out east you're traveling, no. literally, either car, going, train. No. Okay. You're going on a journey within, it's a hero's journey. Okay. You're going okay. within your not a literal. Okay. Okay. Wasn't you're Dorothy's talking, journey a yeah. inner journey? Yes. Yeah, you're talking symbolically. Yes. There's no yeah. need to go yeah. anywhere. No, you're talking There's symbolically. No okay. Need to go anywhere. I get it now. Yes. Now I'm thinking. But it's yeah, treating that very physical thing mm -hmm. like and overlaying it into your inner world because the medicine wheel is really here. Okay. And that's why it's only a um, equal armed cross okay. and not like as your body is a tall cross. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You've seen the rosy cross. So mm -hmm. you're literally now pulled all your energy into your heart. 
when you walk, when you put your life on these journeys. And it's fascinating. No, I understand. I often that. don't really like yeah. to talk about it because it's so magical that it doesn't do it justice. No, right, right, right. It's always it's always that way, right? I mean, when you try to it's your journey talking. and it happens. Yeah. The magical things yeah. happen to you. The synchronicity is your synchronicity, right. not someone else's. Okay. But it's interesting ask- that it can be shared. Right, right, right. No, that, that's exciting. So now that we're all on the same page yes. for all my listening audience, that it's more symbolically that yes. Renee is talking about. Not in a physical sense, um, because I do know some people that actually travel around the world to different locations to do different kind of ceremonies. So I know that Renee is not talking about that. She's talking more symbolically. That's right. Um, for this those is that inner are, ceremony. Right. It's an inner journey. You are going. You are getting in your car and driving somewhere. And here's the kicker. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Because, oh, crap. It's just your own community. It isn't going to be some awesome trip around the world. It's going to be right here where you live. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find Mount Maru in your community because this is this builds communities. We've had a community for 15 years now, and I watched that wheel build it. Yeah. It's like this is the call to come home. Right. Yes. Right. I've read Mel, uh, Melchizedek, uh, Dronvalo Melchizedek's travels around the world, and everyone can do that. Anyone can go do those things. But I challenge people to come into your geographical community and let yourself be seen in this way and right. see others in this way and build a real, true tribal community that yeah. accepts diversity. No, I agree. And we it's need that more beautiful. than ever at this point. Yes, yes. we, And, and that's something that is really I travel uh, with necessary. people. No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventures should be fun. Adventures should be rugged. Adventures should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. Sorry. that I never would have been attracted to. Mm-hmm. And they are they are a jewel, a treasure. I would have missed them. Right, right. So I want to ask you about uh, this. I don't know if uh, this isn't in your bio that I read, but I want to ask you about what is your understanding about, and, and a lot of people that are in the metaphysical world or astrology or any of this uh, co- kind of conversation, um, there's, you know, the whole talk about the Mayan calendar and about the the time period. And this is very much a Native American as well, where there was going to come a point in time in our Earth's evolution where the gathering, if you will call it that, a gathering uh, where something about the grandmothers come from all different parts of the uh, Earth. Um, but I know it's a Native American thing, uh, strictly a story about that as well as time moves on. And where we're we're heading to. So I'm not sure if you understand what it is I'm talking about. I mean, it's I been do. talked about. Yeah, the mining calendar has been, you know, a big thing for the last 30, 40, 50 years. The, I'm sure longer. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there is a link. There is a link between the Mayan calendar and the 13 grandmothers, and between yes. time and the end of time yes. as we know it. There's very much a link. On yes. Turtle Island, a turtle has 12 little plates, I believe, on its belly and 13 on its back. 
Hmm. And the Mayan calendar is 13 moons. Oh, okay. okay. It's interesting that we're talking about this now because we are upon a 13th moon. We have a blue moon coming up on Halloween. So we have 13 moons this year. Oh, wow. Interesting. What you're going to do with that? Time no, keepers. I'm glad you told me because I wasn't as it, cued in and I usually am up on my astrology. So I'm going to have to. Yes, it's the blue moon on October 31st. Okay, right, so right. Getting this massive. The blue moon is an opportunity um, of becoming. Mm-hmm. And it is a rare, like a Kairos moment. So there's lots of energy coming upon us. To and how does that fit in? How does that fit What's in that? with the whole 13 grandmothers and the Mayan, you know, and the Native because, American? So we hold gatherings all the time. And we work with the moon. So that means in one year, we will still be honoring the clock time, calendar time, uh, as a means to communicate with people that are not working with the hidden invisible 13th. But we're going to be doing 13 gatherings. In other words, we're going to come together under the Kairos time. Mm-hmm. Our gatherings are like a place, not just time and space. They are a place and they occupy place. I differentiate time and space because a shaman can travel in place like if you've ever visioned or dreamed or journeyed and you said let's go sit in meditation and let's go to a tree your favorite tree Mm -hmm. you've just gone to a place that is outside or within however you think of it time and space right yeah so so that's what these journeys are and that's Mm -hmm. what that's a different relationship with time when you can access what i call place yeah It, it it has a whole, it's like the a place, it's like a book in the Akashic record. I'm going to go to this place and pull this story out. And, and the thing you said about um, story recapitulation and being um, cross-dimensionally aligned mm-hmm. to understand how some past life is driving some both gifts and troubles in your life is very important. And it is a very important thing that the wheel work assists in so it is a different way of working with time it's the end of that harsh clock time as being the only means to gather Mm -hmm. then at higher levels synchronicity gets involved and a harmonic convergence can happen and you find yourself like i get to do Mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many times i have looked around and I'm in a restaurant and two separate people from my tribe walk in. Wow. One might already be there or one walks in and we get to eat together and we never texted or talked about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is just one example. Yeah. Yeah. I believe That's That's that we are becoming telepathic, but that we have to be yeah. strong enough yeah. to be that yeah. and respectful well, enough of each other. That- yeah, that's been talked about actually for decades about uh, as we keep um, as we keep evolving as a species and as a, uh, a spiritual uh, people that at some point we will it'll it'll strictly just be telepathic. It won't be anything. Well, else. some of us already live that way. Yeah. Well, no, and no, I agree. Well, ugly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people live that way, but it's ugly because mm-hmm. they're picking up on. You, I always say you have to be very strong to be able to hear what someone else is thinking about. Mm-hmm. 
or in general, what they, how their mind works in general. And I always caution because people often say, oh, I want to be around people of like mind. And we say, I want to be around people of like heart because mm. people's minds work very different ways mm. until that one day where it's emptied, you know, as the Buddhists like to yeah. help us do yeah. so mm -hmm. that we can just drop down and hear this, that sweet, still voice of the inner guidance and just say, Hey, go to, go to sushi Correct. Correct. at 4.30 instead of the five when you were going to go or whatever. Or, Correct. I've always said um, a lot of my life, I would walk out the door when, when I was younger and I had my children I was raising, I would run out the door and I would always have that intuitive thought or feeling. And it would say, you know, take that notebook with you. And I, and I don't because I'm in a hurry. And I go on my travels for the day and then I discover I needed that particular notebook. So, you know, uh, yep. for those who are listening that don't understand what we might be talking about, we're actually talking about um, when you get that intuition that most people are pretty understanding of the word intuition or for men, I use the word gut feeling, same thing. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about that energy of listening to that inner voice of um, that comes from ourselves and it can be guided from our guides um, that that's going to be more directing our lives instead of uh, just the typical clock, um, you know, that somewhere along the way in our evolution, the clock actually uh, and I, I read something a long time ago and I wish I could have found it. Um, but I do tons of research. So, um, but it talked about how at one point in time, of course, we didn't, we didn't live by the clock. We didn't live by, you know, the typical clock of what regulates our lives. People actually really did move in a much more different way, which is what we're, I feel we're getting back to, right? I feel like we're moving back towards, you know, a time where, things are not just of the physical world. We're just getting more and more tuned in, you know. Um, That's right. I do want to bring up, uh, you mentioned here in your bio about uh, giving rise to the avatar of Isis. Can we go into that a little bit here since we still have, you know, a good 10, 15 more minutes? Okay. So, um, well, it's a little complicated. And if you thought I was talking like over and above and beyond, you're really going to think that now, but maybe not you, but. Yeah. It is kind of a complicated concept, but as a result of the journeying on the medicine wheel, a group of people were, I'll use the word converged, magnetized together, and that members of that group changed, and then once a certain preponderance of energetics were in place, mm -hmm. um, and I know this to some people might sound fantastical, a synergistic third thing arose. And we call her Isis. And she is through us as individuals making a whole, a depiction of the spirit of the earth, Gaia or the divine feminine, however you wanna speak of it. Right. And she's an avatar because she has 13 members. And they hold a very specific place in this synergistic third thing that we call Isis. Well, she is Isis. 
And there's a lot of code in her name as well. It's what is like itself is drawn to itself. What is above is like that which is below. It's um, very grounding. I don't know if you're familiar with Shekinah, but the Shekinah is the personification of the divine feminine. And Mm -hmm. so all of the prayer work and the, the space holding and the intention holding that the avatar of Isis is commissioned to do partitioned. Um, We are intercessors Mm -hmm. and through it, it is through our combined uh, one for all and all for one. Right. That we hold space for the work of addiction alchemy for the Blue Star Monastery, Church of Spiritual Light, and all the things that have risen up. So you could say that this is the group of human, humans that are the, the spiritual backing. Why, why do you lineage. use the word um, addiction, uh, addiction medicine, or I, I'm not sure even what you said, addiction, addiction alchemy? alchemy is the name okay, of what, my work. Okay, okay. Why addiction are you alchemy using? is because um, the premise of addiction alchemy is that um, all attachment functions as a kind of addiction. Correct. And so a way to treat it very practically is to, we just get to the root. We don't really care what your addictions are. We don't really care anything about what you think you are Mm -hmm. or are not addicted to. If, it, if, if one does not come to understand the process of addiction, this work can't help them. Right. And, they're and still really, in the mind. Really, the bottom line of addiction is for when you're talking, for me anyway, when you talk about spiritually speaking, um, I'm not talking about regular addictions, alcohol, food, even though they're included. No. But I'm, I'm talking about the distractions, the distractions of the soul to me um, are, are really what the thoughts, addiction is. The distraction yes, of the soul. Of, yeah. Yes, all people have all kinds yeah. of thought patterns. Mm-hmm. These are real addictions, though. Yeah. Mo- well, and that's an addiction what I mean. is this. Yeah. Distractions. Yeah. All distractions are an addiction. Yeah. Well, of, some of, of them the- are, you know, killing, killing people, and they, mm-hmm. and it gets trickier because when you get sort of the most gross anatomy addictions, sort of under control, if you will, or integrated, if you will, is a better word you start to get to the really deep inner things such as your, your attitudes about food mm-hmm. and how you are with what you put into your body, um, how you are in relationship, how you are with your sexuality, how you are with money. Those are more the deeper inner addictions that you're never going to be able to sit into a 12 step group and work through. Right. And then right. it gets even more subtle, all your little coping mechanisms. All the yeah. things, like you say, all the things you do to distract yourself, yeah, which can be necessary. <clears throat> and I because think we're not that, here to drive ourselves mad. <laughs> no, no, and I think that's why I'm bringing this up because we all know about the regular addictions, so we already know all about those. Yes. What I'm trying to get to it for is, me, it, for me, it's, yes. it's really for the distractions from the soul's true purpose of why you agreed to come to the earth to begin with. So like it's that. those distractions from your own 
soul path, if you will. Well, what okay? we what we actually do is we use whatever addiction you can identify, whatever pattern you can identify, mm-hmm. and we ask you to claim it and go all the way into it and use it as a branch to climb on the tree. So it isn't it's it you're right, it's in a distraction unless you know what it's there for. For example, and I know this might sound a little wild, mm-hmm. but we think that people that like to smoke pot or do plant medicine to check out or to experience it or to whatever, it doesn't really matter whatever reason, mm-hmm. that that is an inner call to connect to the spirit of a plant. Mm-hmm. And that we understand that when it is done in an unsacred way, there's consequences to pay because these beings are very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And even tobacco. Tobacco is a very sacred plant to Native American. It is reserved and smoked in pipe ceremony. It is not casually smoked. No, but right. Yet it is right. almost the number one killer. And no, that's funny you bring that up because, because I've always we're been longing. To, we're longing to remember, like you say, we're longing to remember. Mm-hmm. That shamanic part of ourself. Yes. That yes. is and very connected to the earth. I have always been a social smoker all my life, uh, since I was 13 or 14 years old. I've never, you know, and, and I say thank God, because I've never had the physical addiction to it. But I think it's part of my memory, as crazy as it sounds. But I've seen about four or five of my lifetimes. So I believe it was yes. one of my lifetimes when I remember the Native American. That, That's right. You know, if you can let it come and go and not get hung on it, like, oh, I got to have a cigarette every day, every hour. I can see the medicine woman in you right now. I just (laughs) saw you like sitting and your hair was down Mm -hmm. and you were a pipe carrier. I I, I wouldn't You have that memory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I I think it's sad. I see that. Yeah. I think there is. I I do believe there's reasons for it. I know when I feel like I want to have a cigarette. There's power in that. Yeah, I, I, I know. I feel but like it's I, leading you to say why. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't think in, of it instead as, of. Yeah, I don't think of it as um, the cigarette being something in the way of um, something that I'm actually really strongly needing. Like, I don't think of it in the way of like it's a cigarette. Uh, it's an object that I actually really need for my sanity. And a lot of people do smoke because it relieves stress. I don't see it that way. Uh, and that's okay if somebody does. But for me, I just see it more as when I do have a cigarette and, and, and it's not because I'm just grabbing a cigarette just because I feel like, oh my God, I got to have a cigarette. It's more of, um, for me, it's a more of a taking a moment to step back and kind of allow myself to stop as crazy as it sounds. Because when you go to have a cigarette, that's usually not everybody, but you have to take a break and go out and have a cigarette, typically, unless you're smoking in your house. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. it's almost like it's almost like taking that a is break. That's the whole premise of addiction alchemy. Right. The whole premise it well, one of the whole premises is to stop thinking about what you're doing wrong and thinking about the thing that you think is wrong and how it would what what explanation would make it right. Yes. If that's yes. as best as you can do. If you're not going to get you, any kind of past life, think about right. what, without throwing yourself under the bus, why would I want to do that? Because I'm a sane person. I am, I don't hate myself. Why would I do that? And just ask it. There's nothing right. wrong with asking the question. Right. And right. then you're like, well, maybe I was a shaman in the past life or whatever. And you're joking, but 
you've actually come upon something. Yeah. Well, for and the me, whole I purpose think, of, I think of we... wanting to have those memories is because, like we said, in the South, you want to stop having to be moved along in life by belief systems. Belief systems are in place because we have amnesia. You know, if you've got amnesia right. and you woke up and someone you remembered the person and, and they said, well, your name is Sherry. And you said, well, I have no memory of that, but I remember you. And so I'm going to trust you because it's as good as I get. Right. And then right. three weeks later, your amnesia starts to fade and you're like, yes, I'm Sherry. It's really that. Yeah. It's really no, the real, I, I, like help you until you remember. Yeah. I think for anybody, uh, those, my listeners in Florida that I've been on for a couple of years now, two and a half years on the radio. Um, a lot of them already understand a lot of my background in the way of um, I'm a big believer in past lives. So there's no doubt that that makes a huge difference of why people do what they do in their life. And the belief systems, Absolutely. Um, you're, you're correct. They can help us or they can hurt us. But I was going to say about the cigarettes, just for anybody out there listening who's still hanging, kind of hung up on the cigarettes. What helped me a lot when I was younger is, is to that, in my mind, I would say they're always at the store. They're not going anywhere. Like, you know, if, you know, in my mind, I, I find a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I, I can't run out of this pack of cigarettes. And I'm always in my head thinking they're always at the store. They're not really going anywhere. So there was never that right. kind of feeling where I, I had to, you know, go have cigarettes. But to get back to the belief system, I mean, yeah, I have gotten to a point in my life where I believe in all the belief systems and I believe in none of them. And the reason of that is, one, I feel that once you call yourself anything, and I'm talking about anything, once you once you claim anything as yours, Buddha, Wiccan, Baptist, uh, Catholic, it doesn't matter. Uh, for me, you've already put up you've put up a, you've put up a, a, a wall or put you put yourself separated from other people. So I call myself an imaginist after John Lennon's song. Imagine which anybody that remembers that song, Imagine, he was so ahead of his time on that song, Imagine No Religion, which is really too much for most people to handle. But Imaginist means that I don't believe in any of them, and I believe in all of them. Everything is sacred, but I don't believe in any of them as well. I won't claim them as my own, because we have wars, literally have wars over religion or anybody's belief system. But this is um really, really a good, a really good, um, subject that we're talking about. And I really am honored that you're with us uh, talking about the shaman. Um, I just feel that they were a people and they are a people who've always just had such a clarity on really the, the deep connection, the interconnection between all things. And um, I, I just always felt that, you know, partly I've always felt the wrongdoing, of course, of those of us understand what happened to the uh, Native American Indians, um, what they came to teach us. Um, you know, I remember a long time ago as a little girl, there would have the commercial on TV. You don't see it anymore. But I used to have the commercial on TV, the Indian, a Native American Indian, a real Native American Indian with the big, his big uh, feather hat on. Yeah. And he'd have a tear coming down his eye and it had to do with littering the earth. And that was like so profound for me because unless you were watching Westerns on TV, you know, um, it was just a really, really simple commercial that was just kind of like making that point about what we're doing to Mother Earth. 
And it was just a powerful commercial. And it was a very short little commercial. And it was so powerful. But I remember it as a child because I was so drawn to Native American Indian. Um, I want to before we go, because we only have another five or 10 minutes before we wrap up, because I do want to I do want to say a few things before my show ends. But I do want you to put out your information, Renee. Normally, I have you do that in the beginning. And I totally got so caught up in your story. So let's go ahead and give your information on how people can get a hold of you. And, and maybe where they okay. can go get more information. Okay. So um, I'm a web designer, she who weaves the web. So please forgive that I have the oldest websites on the planet. They are all in revamp. So they're not totally mobile friendly, but they're good websites. They still have a lot of good information on them. And I have a lot of them. So I'm gonna, just going to give you the main website, churchofspirituallight.org and addictionalchemy.com churchofspirituallight.org and addictionalchemy.com. And those are the sites that probably have the most information given what we've spoken of here today. Um, I am the founder minister of Church of Spiritual Light, which is a new earth church. It is all faith, interfaith, no faith. It is, as you say, Sherry, very, um, very um, sandbox to the soul. You know, I I often say that um, churches Organized religion hasn't been very soul friendly while claiming to help you reclaim your soul. They've mm-hmm. been more what I call spirit friendly. And without helping you really get your soul in shape to accept the light of your soul, we're spirit. And so this new earth church is the divine feminine container. I do have a hope to have healed, done my small part to heal the C word. And to understand that the church is the goddess. Mm-hmm. It's an empty space. Until the people come in, it's, it's just a temple and a space, just like we mm-hmm. are, until we inspirit it with the people. Right. And so coming to church is a ritual, is a, is sure. a yoni ritual. It is sure. uh, the divine feminine and the masculine meeting. And yes. It is, yes. It's a love story. Yes. And I, I look to, like you say, I look to bring everything back to its purity and mm-hmm. to answer the real call and give us the real drink of water that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the what only our little childlike self has come up with. So mm-hmm. um, you can find I have the, um, the medicine wheel diagram is available online. Um, the addiction alchemy. I don't know if it's OK to do this, but I have the sure. addiction alchemy field sure. guide. Yes. Um, it is um, just been revised and nice. we are nice. um, for the cost of a book sanctioning uh, people to form small groups to become mm-hmm. what we call an addiction alchemy field guide. Nice. And it really is more um, just it has a whole protocol and it's been happening mm-hmm. for 15 years. So it's very well right. established. Right. And um, okay. gives other people the ability to rise up a true tribal community. Excellent. Like Excellent. I, I got to stop you there, Renee, because we're getting past time. <laughs> um, so I want to let everyone know, uh, and Renee, you know, I, I, I know you and I will be doing this again. Um, what, uh, one of the things my Florida audience knows is that I don't have somebody on one time. I like my, my audience to get to know the people that are, are on my shows. So I know you and I will speak again because I do really want to get a little bit more deeper into the 13 grandmothers and what's coming up in the near future, which we really didn't get into. Um, I was trying to. We're already living. Yeah, we're already living. I I mean, more of what's going to be evolving. Um, We'll get into that 
uh, another time. Um, but I want to thank you for being on the show. And um, for all my listeners out there, if there's anything that um, you didn't get that you wanted more information from Renee, um, you can also contact my website, which is called imaginepeacenow.com. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, I just I just love that extra. She just helps me with all these little things. Um, so my website there, um, I will also be able to pass on if someone says, you know, I didn't catch Renee's information. I would be more than happy if you put your message in my contact box. I will get that information of Renee's to you as well. Um, so I want to thank you again, Renee. It's been really a truly blessing to thank have you, you on the show. And again, I we'll set up You're another awesome. time. Yeah, this is really Thank cool. You. I've been wanting to kind of connect with you. So this was perfect. So yes. I think after the first of the year, maybe you and I will talk again about doing awesome. another show. And we'll get a little bit deeper because I, I find Very the great. work that you're doing is obviously extremely necessary at this time. So um, I just want to let my audience again know that I am very grateful to have this platform. I want to thank uh, Tiffany and Goldilocks Productions again. And thank my managers in Florida as well at WKDW. So um, we will sign off. And next week, we'll have another interesting guest. So I wish you the best, Renee. And we'll talk again soon for next year. Okay? Thank you. Yes. Right. Looking forward thank to you so it. Much. Thank you, Sherry. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad Namaste. you enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. So thank you for watching Secrets of the Universe. And again, we'll have another great guest next week. And we'll go a little bit more into what's happening with the earth and find out some more great secrets of the universe, right? So thank you for being here with me. Have a great rest of your day. And until next week, follow the path so divine for you, designed for you. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventure should be fun. Adventure should be rugged. Adventure should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.